I just want to recap the introduction in two minutes before we actually start the psukim, okay? See if I got it now. Okay. Just very quickly. Um, obviously, if we read Rus on Shavuos, it's not because there's nothing else going on. So let's just do Rus because we're anyway not in Shul long enough in Shavuos. Let's, you know, let's do something else. The reason we read Rus on Shavuos, we lay Rus on Shavuos, is because the lessons in it, and we'll have a time to get into some of them, um, is the essence of Shavuos. Just understand that. It's not just like, just like Shir Shim is the essence of Pesach. And Kahalas is the essence of Sukkot. And obviously, each and every right time, we'll, we have expounded and Amazing Shem will continue to expound on that over Pesach, every day of Pesach and Shul. I took another Pesach in Shir Shim just to bring out the people to understand. We don't just read a Megillah just randomly because like we have to stick it in. Since Purim has one, it's only fair everyone else should have one. That's not how it works. So the essence of Rus is the essence of Shuz. And that, what I explained was in Abayz Hashem Yisbarach, we'll um, continue to expound on today, is that we're going to see the tale of two women, we'll call it. We have Rus and Arpa, who at first glance seem exactly the same. Two princesses who gave it all up to come close to Yiddishkeit. Yet, as I shared last week, ironically, it's in tomorrow's daf, um, it's say to daf uh, membes, we will see that we can, Rus is considered the greatest Sadekis, and Arpa went and fell the lowest of the low. So much so that I will show you perhaps, she was from Mayav, she became such a low life when she left that Mayav rejected her. She ended up going to Pelishtim, and she ended up being the grandmother of Goliath, we'll talk about. Okay, uh, Chazal tell us she became the official uh, harlot of where she went. She was a terrible, terrible person. Last week we spoke about she ended up uh, marrying a dog, which is why we'll see Goliath tells David, I you think I'm a dog? It's connected to the fact that she was uh, um, had uh, relations with a dog. She literally fell from the top to the bottom. And what we're going to try to explain, which I mentioned last week, we're going to try to say is that already in the Pesukim, the secret is here. What's the difference between two women, two sisters, raised in the same place? One becomes the mother of Klai Yisrael, one becomes the mother, literally one's the mother of David, and one's the mother of Goliath. That's like a, literally the, you can't get worse. They're, literally their children end up, and we'll see something fascinating. She actually has schus, and the reason why Goliath is given 40 days by David, we'll get to this later, but Goliath is given uh, 40 days to do tshuva by David, if you'd like to change. The Chazal tell us is because she took 40 steps before she changed her mind. So which means Goliath even, it's exact. We'll get to that later on this year. Because she walked four mil, she had four very strong people come from her, which means this, this is exact. Every action you do is going, it's another inspiration. But what we're going to be'ez Hashem tonight see is how these two women who are walking the same walk, talking the same talk, one becomes Imashal Malchus, Imashal David, and one becomes Imashal Goliath. That's as far as two women can ever fall apart. Okay? So that was the introduction we mentioned last week. We spoke about, very briefly, about two women that are very famous as well, who Chazal contrasts them, and that's Tamar and the Eishas Paitifera, who both also start off Hashem Shemayim, and but one veered off and one didn't. One goes down in history as a tzaddikist, and one goes down in history as a very evil person. 
And again, what happened was, what happens when things go rough? And that's exactly what's going to work. Nami and Arpa, Rus and Arpa are going to split ways as well. When they find out that when you join as a convert or as a Baal's Shuvah or as a regular Yid, you get tested to make sure you're really in. And guess what? Rus was ready for the challenge and Arpa's not. And guess what? Your commitment to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and our marriage, every Shuvah is a marriage with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Last week I expounded a little bit that our chuppah is a total replica. Every minute we have at our chuppah is a replica of something that happened at our Sinai. It's a fascinating thing this farm tell us because again, Kharshbahu marries Kalyus for all the Tairas, the Ksuba, and we'll see again our relationship will constantly get tested when Kharshbahu sends us curveballs. And our goal is not to say it's hard, but remember that this is where it's at. Okay? On this Gemara and tomorrow's daf, it says regarding Goliath and David, it says the following, Yavai b'nei haneshuka, let the children of the one who kissed, Yiblu, they should be destroyed by the children of the Devuka. Let's translate, what does Neshuka mean? The kissed woman, and what does Devuka mean? The woman who, well, let's go to the Pesukim, and let's see that Nami goes and gives what? Arpa kiss and says what? Goodbye. She's called a Neshuka. I mean, she let herself get kissed goodbye. What's Rus? If you want to know Rus in one word, she was a Devuka. She stuck it out. She stuck it through. That's what we're going to see now. How even though they were walking the walk and talking the talk, I will now we'll go into the Psukim and I want to show you how Nami already saw the difference between these two women in her words that she chooses. It's unbelievable. You ready? So again, the, the inspiration, again, to make sure everyone knows where we're going, is sure it's the time for you to analyze yourself. Are you the real thing, or are you just walking the walk? Because there were two women, Ruz and Arpa, who looked the same in every possible way. One went all the way and one didn't, because one had a real relationship, and one, the second things got rough, she dropped it. And let's now look at the Pesukim together um, and see what lies in the depth of the beauty of these Pesukim. It's unbelievable. Quickly, we're going to go through the differences really start in Pasuk Ches. So we'll just read the first few psukim quickly, just for the background. This is before the days with the Jewish kings. That's what Shvaita Shaitim Rashi tells us. There was a famine. We don't have the time to go into how parents make bad decisions affects their kids. Elimelech here decided that he was a rich man and he was going to be squeezed for his money because there's a famine and he wasn't interested. And he was a city parnas. He was actually a, uh, and Chazal tell us because he was a Tzarasayin, he was a stingy person, all the, everything like this happened to him. So just you know, it's just, everything has a story. This is all in the first Rashi. Okay, by the way, everything I tell you is built on Rashi and Chazal. If I, if I decide to make something up, I will let you know that I'm making it up, okay? All right. Now, b'shem ish Elimelech, b'shem ish Nami, b'shem shnei benov machlim nikilian. So the problem starts when you go to a place for the wrong reason. When you make a bad decision to move somewhere. Okay, Ephrasim means they were chashuvim. You know what? This was like a, a, a first-class family in Kaladzol. This was not any... They came to Moyav. The worst problem with moving out of Eretz Yisrael to a non-Jewish city is what? Your sons are going to marry non-Jewish girls, possibly. And guess what? That's what happens. 
Ayamas Alimalach Ishnami Vatisha Hirushnevana. Alimalach dies. Okay, and what happens? When you're around Jewish women, there's a bigger chance you're going to marry Jewish, right? Unfortunately, they were Moyab now. And what do you think they did? They wanted to get married. They married Moyabite women. One was Arpa, Vishay Mashenis, Rus. What happened? They sat here. They sat here for 10 years. Okay? There's a lot of... I'm going to leave out here. Um, I'm going to have a chumash there. Okay. Now. And now the Torah describes her moment, Nami. She's left alone from her two sons, Isha, from her husband. Why her two sons first and not her husband? How is her Shalom Bayes? Another conversation. Okay, now, now she's stuck with who? Two daughter-in-laws. No son, no husband. Okay, Pasuk Vav, 671. Oh, okay. Well, it was, it was 1268. We're moving on to 1269. Okay. Because you heard that what? She hears that in Eretz Yisrael, the economy is booming again. HaKadosh Baruch Hu began to replace. Okay, amazing. So, now let's start. Here's where the story really begins. Okay, perfect timing, by the way. She leaves Moyav. With her two daughter-in-laws. Everyone has to see it's how it's spelled, Vatelachna spelled normally. Baderech Lashuv El Eretz Yehuda. Good? So Tilia is just really just a, you know, background. This is not really the actual story yet. Right here begins Nami trying to get her daughters to leave and to go back home. Okay? Now, let's. Let's begin. Lechna, go and shoivna. Return. Now, you see there's two words here? That's important because I need for one minute to look at Pasakut Bays, just because it's very important the words. Do you see how it says Shoivna Benoisai Lechna? Okay, do you see how Lechna is spelled without a hey and his Lechna is with a? Okay? So we're going to explain everything. Every word, there's many creasing sieves here. We're going to explain them in a minute. Does everyone here know what a creasing sieve is? If somebody's written one way and pronounced another way? Okay, so you'll see one in a second. Every time we have that, it's because it's written one way, but to teach you something else. Leichna, go back, go, shayvna, return, ishala base ima. That is really strange to talk to two girls that have one mother, to talk two singular languages, right? Would you tell two sisters each, every woman should go back to her mother? Doesn't seem right, right? Okay. So it's either a typo or there's a pshat, right? Those are the two options, right? So there's a pshat, right? Now listen to this. Because we are, she is now splitting her conversation to the two women. You ready for this? Now, the word is yasa. 
means Hashem shall do. Yasa Hashem imachem chesed. Let me first read the pasuk. Hashem shall do kindness with you. Kasher a season like you have done in my mason with your dead husbands. Be madly with me. Now I want to have a look at the Kriya Niksiv. Yas means to do now. Yasa means to do in the future. That means she's saying Yasa to one. And she's saying Yas to the other. Isn't that fascinating? How does a Kriya Niksiv here? That means it's written Yasa. But when we read it, we say Yas. Why is that? Because this Pasuk is being directed to Arpa. And she is saying, Yase means in the future, which is going to be the chesed that Hashem is going to do to Rus. Rus is going to see Shleim HaMelech one day. I don't know, who knows how long Rus lived. Rus lived hundreds of years. Hundreds. We'll see Boyaz did too, by the way. They both are for about 400. This is fascinating stuff. But we'll get to it in Metz Hashem. Okay? Rus lived, it says in the Pasuk, that Imoshal Malchus sat next to Shleim HaMelech. And Chazal tells us that was Rus. She lived. And we're going to see it in the Pesukim. I'll show it to you all in the Pesukim. Everything's in the Pesukim. So again, you see how fast it is? means, is what I'm referring to, Nami, Hashem. But for, for, for our parts, what? Yas. Hashem imachem chesed. Okay? Because she understands now she's talking to her and she's saying goodbye. But if you look at Pasuk Tess, that's talking to Rus. Watch. Yitain Hashem lachem Menucha. Menucha was not the life Arpa was going to live at all, as we'll see. And again, Isha, a woman, based Isha in the house of her husband. This again is written singular. Both of these sukim, ches, and tes are written singular because she directed one pasuk at Arpa and a second pasuk at Nami. Vatishak lohen, vatisa'ena koilon, vatifkena. Okay, so what happened now? They went ahead, the two women, and they what? And they began to cry. Okay? Now, we will see in a moment the word umatsa'ena. And you want to see that word? Everyone look at Pasuk Tess. There's a word spelled wrong. Again, when I say spelled wrong, everyone understands what I mean, right? Does everyone see mitsa'ena is missing a letter? You spell it with a nun and a hey, right? Why? Although it looks like there's two of you, I only found one of you. That beautiful? Again? Umitsa'ena with a nun and a hey would be spelled what? That would be I found two of you. Umitsa'ena with one with a nun is I found one of you. Again, it's written, plural. I found the two of you, and the two of you should find, but she's talking to only one. Okay? Now, we will see. Again, that the word, you see, Batisa enemies, they lifted their voice and they cried. If you look at Pasuk Yudalev, you see Batisa Enna again is missing a letter. That's when, um, at that point, is when Arpa makes decision to go, and we'll see that there was, we'll see it's chas or something's lacking. But here they cried because at this point Arpa was still walking the walk. But we saw that, okay. But Toymar Nolah, they told her, because here they're both still talking, Ki Itach with you, Nashullah We still want to come with you, okay? But Toymar Nami, Shoivna Benoisai, please go back home. Lama Telachni Why are you coming with me? 
you think you still think I'm going to have children that you can marry? Okay, now let's get ready for the next mistake, next missing letter. You don't want to look how the word leichna is spent. Every single word, it's unbelievable. You ever saw such a thing? If you, if you appreciate Hebrew, you'll see these are all spelled wrong. All spelled chasr, I should say, wrong. Chasr shalom, you understand what I mean? Leichna should be spelled again, how? If you're not sure, go back to Pasachas and see how do you spell leichna. I will go back to Pasachas. How is leichna spelled? You see it with the hey? Now what are we saying? Leichna is singular again. What's the, uh, why is she saying leichna? She's talking now to who? To Arpa. Go home. Shoivna is saying leichna. And why is she saying, again, she's saying shoivna v'naisai. She's splitting. Shoivna means return. Tells us Chazal that the word return here can mean, could be understood to each one at their own level. I'm going to return. means, Nami, a Rus, you can return to me, you can return home. She's being very ambiguous here because she's understanding that she's not talking anymore to what? To the same person. Okay, so Leichna means that one of you will leave. That's what Shleim al says this to Rabbi He writes on this passage, Leichna means one of you go, one of you stay. Like she's, Nami figured this out. Don't you be shocked. She saw that one had much more conviction than the other. Then the passage continues. Continues. Again, she's again trying to tell them, like, what are you waiting for for my children? She says, I'm very bitter. So she says, uh, um, really let me have it. And she understands that she and her husband made a very big mistake. They ran away from their Okay, now, what I wanted to share with you, let's do one more Pasuk here, before we expound on this. Vatisa ena koilon, vatifkena oid. Here you have two women crying still. It's plural. But why is it missing? Because what happens one minute later? Our beliefs. At this point, was the crying the same? Were the two women with a parallel cry, or was it two different crying going on here? Arpa might have loved her mother-in-law. I guess it happens in some places. Right? That's not what's going on. What's happening over here is she's maybe not happy to leave, but she's not crying the same cry as Rus. That's why Batisena is what? They lifted up their voice in crying. Again, it's missing a letter. It's chaser. Only one of them was really crying. The two of them are not crying. But This is the passage that the Gemara was talking about. Arpa gives her a kiss, but Rus davka boy. What does davka mean? She's talked to her. Okay? This is the um, depth. Okay? And then she says... Go back to, um, go, um, she says, um, I'm sorry, uh, what are we up to? Go back, and then Nami tells Rus, go follow your sister-in-law. Like all of a sudden, that's her God. Like she just, she means, she was not surprised. And then Rus pleased with her. Please do not beg me to leave you. to turn away from you. And then comes maybe the most famous pasuk, which we'll talk about a lot today. Ki el Where you go, I go. tolini. Where you sleep, Olin, I will sleep. Ameich ami. Your nation's my nation. Fascinating. 
Then she finishes one more pasuk or two. Ba'asher tamusu amus. How you will die, I will die. B'sham ekaver, I'll be buried with you. Kayasa Hashem leave kayasa. Rak hamavik, yamavis yafrit. Only death will split up between us. Something she said in that pasuk changed her mind. And what happened? Vatera. This is when Nami changed her opinion. Ki misa ametzes. He lelechasito. Vatechla davale. The done. The game was done. She's not going to fight with her anymore. She said this pasuk. The word. You go, I go. Where you sleep, I sleep. Your God's my God. And that's all that. Um, so now. So what Chazal tells us is a few very important things over here. Okay. Rus ended up getting what she got, not because of any other reason, but because of the, of the hardship she went through. And by the way, I just want to explain to you how hard her life was. When she walks into town, I just want everyone to understand what happened. At that point, she did not know. Everyone familiar with the halacha of amoyni v'leyamoynis? So a male amoyni or mayavi is never allowed to convert in. They're forbidden forever. Because they didn't give the Jews food. Okay. At that point, the halacha was thought that even an amoynis and a mayavi, are you familiar with this? The halacha changed that day. So that means, understand, when Ruth was coming along, she was told she's never going to be able to allow to marry in. And what does she say? I'm coming anyway. Okay? Just need, people need to understand that what happens. Matter of fact, the Medjah says on the words, Ani avdecha ben amasecha. I am the servant, the son of your maidservant. Pitachta that opened up on my serai, my, my being tied down. Who's that referring to? David Melech is writing to Elam. He says, Ani Avdecha, I am a servant, Ben Amasecha, the son of Rus, Pitachta that opened up Lamaiseroi. David Melech was accused of being non kosher and illegitimate. Why? Because he came from Rus. Till the halacha was clarified that it's only a male, but of course a female could convert. But understand, Pitachta means that Rus was the one that opened up that door. Till then, that means Rus went in, converting, being told that what? You're never getting married. And what does she say? So, so what? Attorney was married. That was not a kosher marriage. Um, they were they. There was no gears there. I've been thinking about it for ten minutes, and I didn't want to say anything. Okay, good. That was. Uh, Nomi, Nomi um, said, "I don't have any more anybody else for you." But yet, chalitza have to happen. So right. So if there were no relatives, and she wasn't even right. right. It so, wasn't even a halachic marriage. So. So, very good. The question, there's a, there is a thousand questions on this marriage and on this chalitza, way beyond the scope of the share. Even though I once gave a share on this to the man in the shul on this very topic one shul this afternoon. It's fascinating. How is this chalitza anyway? This wasn't brothers. It was, it was a different kind, something called geula. It wasn't directly chalitza, which relatives have to take care of each other. And let it go for now. It's way beyond the scope okay. of the share. Not saying we can't talk about it, but right. let me... But it, like, it was like, she's not Jewish anyway. They didn't really have a marriage, but then all of a sudden she has to be like, whatever. Like, no, no, but that's not, but that's Nami. Nami, no, Rus, well, Nami, no, Rus, no, that's not right. I take that back. Rus ends up marrying Boyaz. Boyaz says because she was part of, uh, because she was part of the, part of the family. She's so asking how, was there some sort of conversion? Doesn't mean it was done halachically. And Lamaise at that point, it was considered that they were not allowed to convert and it was not a coach right. conversion. Just think that, that whole conversation changed. 
It wasn't. A, it was more like a family. It was not real chalitza. Real chalitza was with brothers. It was. Um, it was geula to take care of the name of their brothers. You're saying if it wasn't. I know what you're asking. It's like it sounds like this quasi. No, no. So, that's what I'm saying. Yehuda the Ramban says that the same thing. That's not real yibum. It's just like staying with the family. It's not a. No, I got you. It's, a, it's, a, it's a, exactly the, the exact guideline of this is a, an interesting one. Uh, they were quasi, uh, but let's. Um, but that's Clar. That till that day she was not allowed. As a matter of fact, just so you can appreciate this, you go to Perak Bay's Pasukir Aleph. Boyaz tells her, "I heard everything. It's an amazing Pasuk, where he tells her clearly that yesterday I couldn't marry you. Look at this Pasuk. by Yan Boyaz This is when Boyaz meets Rus." I heard everything you did to your mother-in-law. So it seems like there was some, look, she's called her mother-in-law, right? So it's, it's an interesting thing that there was not, there was, it was considered some sort of union, even though at that point they did not allow Amayin Amayin is in. So, okay. I heard you left I heard you left your father and mother. So simply means a land that you didn't know. Mepharshim explained on a deeper level what he's saying is you joined a nation that did not recognize you yesterday and two days ago. It only started recognizing you today. Fascinating. Boyos tells you, you realize this is like a brand new, uh, this, this, is, um, um, <laughs> this is like a brand new um, idea that just started today. That's how the, uh, the Chidah explains this Pasuk. Okay? That um, actually Chidah quotes a Medrash that brings this chat. That I, like yesterday you were out. Like this is a whole new idea that we're we're allowing you and all together. But anyway, just bringing out this. So now I just want to expound a little bit on on Rus's nesayin to bring out. Okay, when Rus comes to him, okay, he tells her the next pasuk. I'm sorry if you look at these bays. I apologize. I should have. He says Yishalim Hashem Paul. Hashem will pay you back. He's telling her clearly that he's not taking care of her. Because I'll tell us he had a nevuah. Do not take care of them because she has to end up in the, that whole story. She ends up, she has to come. If you're going to give her food right now, she's never coming. Are you familiar with the story? We're going to get to it later on. That um, Rose has to come in the middle of the night. And um, very interesting story. Let's just leave it that way. All right? Not one of the classic stories you would think that you would, you're lame. But as we know, all the relationships with Shia come out of have to be very shady. You would then tell them, no, really, this is brought down. Uh, is a very interesting reason why, but all, if you go through Mashiach Sichas, every shady marriage you've had in history is Yehuda from Yehuda and Tamar to Rus and Bayaz, and it's just part of the Adabra and Basheva. I mean, if you want to go through the list, Mashiach has a very interesting checkered past. But that's intentional, but not for now. But he says, Yishalom Shempalech, that means that your relative is the richest man who's the God Ladar, and he did not help them. Okay? Till she comes later on. Do you understand what a turnoff this is? What should Rus have done? Just stomp away. This is part of her test. Hashem said, don't. That's what he says. Yishalim Hashem, Paulich. That's for you. I want to just appreciate this. It says, Who knows what Chazal Dash on this? You don't read the word Shlema. You read the word Shlema. That your payment is going to be that you're going to have Shlema. As a grandson. Why? Because you converted. You left behind everything and you came. So you're going to get Shlema. But what I'm trying to bring out from these two Kim is that he did not take care of her. So understand, she was told she's never getting married. And when she does get married, she marries a man who is hundreds of years old. 
Does how much member who buys was? Does she have any issue with this? Not at all. But I need to focus with you now, the next few minutes that we have, all on one Pasuk, Pasuk Tezayin. And I want you to know that this is the Pasuk that forever changed Nami's opinion. Nami said after Rus uttered these words, she's in. And I want to share with you what. What does she say? Kashetelchi Eilech. I'm back to Perakal, I apologize. I'm up to Perakal, Pasuk Tezayin. Thank you. So remember, I, I showed you how after she says Pasuk Tezayin, what does Yudcha say? What does Nami say? I'm convinced. I'm leaving you alone. I'm not out with you anymore. So I think we all want to know what she said. Okay? So there's two very important ideas in this. Number one, so she's referring to specific Averis over here. So Rashi tells us, Kashetelchi Eilech means, she says, she will not walk out of the Tchum Shabbos. Look, I will go with you. Kashetelini Olam means, I will only sleep where Jewish women are allowed to sleep. I will never sleep with his men. Just like where you sleep, halachically, where women's allowed to sleep, that's where I will sleep. And then, I accept upon myself the mitzvahs. What was so impressive about this? Doesn't every convert say this? Says the Mepharshim, there's something absolutely amazing in how she said this. And how she said this. She did not say in the negative. She did not say, wherever you won't go, I won't go. Wherever you can't sleep, oh, I won't sleep. Oh, wherever you're not allowed to worship, I won't worship. That's, that's, that's a cheap shot. That's not called Debuka. That's not called Connected. When she, start, when she spoke this way, she blew Nami away totally. She's like, wow. She said in the positive, this is not restrictions. I want to walk where you want to walk. I want to sleep where you want to sleep. And I want to go. Not I will. People who view Yiddishkeit as well. We said, what's the connection between Rus and Shuas? What's the whole point of celebrating what, what's the whole mitzvah on Shavuos, by the way? We don't have any mitzvah. You know that? I know everyone thinks cheesecake. Cheesecake is not a Doraisa, not even a Drabon. It's a wonderful minog. What are the only things there's a chiv to do on Shavuos, by the way? Not even mentioned on Shavuos Friday night. Uh, Shavuos night. That's also a minog. The only chiv is to have a suda. The Gemara says to have a suda and to celebrate that we got to Torah. Now, who celebrates? Do you celebrate um, something that you have to do or do you only celebrate a gift that you got? The whole mitzvah of Shuas is, are you like Rus or not? Do you recognize the mitzvahs of Shabbos, of Yichud, as an opportunity, as a gift? Or are you busy quetching, oh, if only I could open my phone on Shabbos. So it's not chum, it's a cell phone, whatever it is. You want to know if you're called Devuka, but Rus was blessed that she's called a Devuka. We as her children are called the Bnei Devuka. She was connected. She didn't just say, I'll follow the rules. What did she say in the positive? Fascinating. This is how Nami said, this is the real deal. She's legit. Why? She's talking like a, a true a, a, a woman who's connected. I will go wherever you go. Not wherever you can. You know, there's two ways you can say everything. You can look at Shabbos as, okay, a day with a bunch of no-nos. Someone said, Shabbos is it's a mistake. I want some bumper stickers. Shabbos is not a day off. It's a day on. I mean, day off. It's off from what? No, it's your one day a week that you're on, right? Whole week is off. Shabbos is our day on. Like, unfortunately, you hear people talk about Shabbos. You could lose your mind. I don't know about you. I think about Shabbos on Sunday, like desperately. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Shabbos is coming. And here's the people like Shabbos is like a jail. Oh, fine, I keep everything. That's called connected. Who's someone who celebrates Shavuos? Are you, we're looking at Rus as our role model, looking at Rus as 
how our perspective of Torah mitzvahs, we wondered why we laying words. This is not just about, you know, reading a story. It's reading a story of commitment of how someone, how a convert perceives that Yiddish is mitzvahs with such a, uh, with such conviction, you understand? That's the litmus test. Take a moment, look in the mirror on Shuas and say, what? Where am I on this? Arpa was willing to go along with this. She said, fine. What's the rules? You can't do this. Fine. Fine. That did nothing for, for Nami. If you want to come along, you'll keep it. I don't need, we don't need people keeping it. Someone who goes along for that reason, you can push a little hard and they'll go away. Someone who's excited about the Torah. Someone who's excited and sees a restriction of Yichod or restriction of Shabbos or restriction of not worshiping anything else. She's excited. That's the first shot that we need to go ahead and infuse ourselves with. And that's the connection to Shuris. But I want to take it one level deeper, if we may. We don't have a lot of time, but I want to take this Pasuk one level deeper. This is, might be my favorite part on Rus, but you might hear me say that a few times. Okay? Why does she pick these three things? She picks Telchi Eilech. She picks Will You Walk, I Walk. She picks, will you sleep, I sleep, and my God is your God. Why those three? Listen to this. She turns to Nami and says, I know I come from a very checkered past as a Moyavi. Who are my ancestors? You ready? There's three ancestors that they had over here. You ready? Let's talk about Lloyd's father. What was Lloyd's father? Who was he? Haran. Does anyone remember how he died? He said, Avram said, um, Avram jumped into a fire and he came out alive. Haran said, let me wait and see what happens. He didn't come out and then, okay, I'll go. And then he got burned because he waited for Avram. What do we call that in English? We call it wishy-washy. She said, you might think that my grandfather, Haran, was like, Amen. I'm not going to be that way. So the first, that, that statement was against her grandfather, Haran. Okay, ready? Next, okay. The next is Lloyd. She says, Kasha Telech Eilech. Who remembers Lloyd's mistake of his lifetime? One mistake he made. He makes up with Avram that what? Avram goes one way. And what happens to Lloyd? Lloyd goes the other. What does he say? I can't. This is too much for me. I want to go there. There's good economy there. There's good, uh, there's good food for the animals. Good pasture for the animals. She says, I will not do the mistake of my grandfather Lloyd. I will follow you. Because again, this is not restrictive. Lloyd found Avram Avinu restrictive. She's telling Nami, I'm coming with you because I want to come with you. Beautiful? And what's the third one? I will never have illegal illicit relationships. What was Amun and What was their yichas? Lloyd's daughters. They live with their father. They made a decision. Was it appropriate? Absolutely not. Maybe they might have meant it for the right reason. Was that, would anyone deem that appropriate? Should they decide to live with their father? Because they made a rationalization. It's the right thing to do. No. Isn't that beautiful? She chooses these three things. Isn't, that, isn't Torah beautiful, by the way? No, that's why we do this before Shuas, right? We should appreciate the Torah. She chooses the three things that she comes from. The weaknesses that Nomi might think is in her DNA. She had one grandfather who was wishy-washy in his amuna. I have no doubts, like my great-grandfather who didn't really believe. I won't make the mistake Light made. 
And Kashalini Ol and I will not make the mistake that Lloyd's daughters make. That's the Chidusha Rim's shot, by the way. For her grandparents? Yeah, I mean, she literally is using them as the reason to do something right, as which is... That's a, I, I didn't think of that, but it's a very interesting approach. You do find that we have that all the time with... Um, we have that with, um, with uh, Mordechai. We spoke about this, I think, before Purim. And, and Esther coming to Mimasaki in the Cheder Show. There's such a concept. That's a great, great idea. I, I didn't, he doesn't say, he doesn't flip it that way, but I don't see any reason why that can't be. Uh, well, it's interesting because the doors are light. There's an, a, a, a very scary story. When Moshe finds he brings in a shuvah, but there was a guy who gave a share totally bashing the Benoist light. When Moshe finds he writes this, that's why otherwise I wouldn't even tell you the story. And that night the guy had a dream. Two elderly women came to him in a dream. And literally, Moshe finds brings this in the safer. And they, and they said, we just want you to know with a nice light, and what you did was horrible. You think we did this because we wanted to live with our father. We did this because we thought the world was going apart. Be careful how you talk about us. Moshe finds brings this in the truth there. So that's why I was very careful over here that there was no desire to live with their father. I just want to be very clear. But at the same time, they made a decision. It was a morally, it was wrong. And they decided the world fell apart. We were right. We don't make decisions on our own. What the Torah tells us is, is even if you have all the rationalizations in the world. So I'm, it's not so much bashing what they did. It's more over here what? Well, we, Chazal tells us clearly it was wrong. Because the one who did it first, it was, it was you know, the one who named the child Mayav was worse. Because she didn't even was embarrassed. She said, from my father, why would you name me kid Mayav? So there's a lot of Chazal about which one did worse, which one did better, between the two, actually. But what's relevant to us is, what's the one thing the Torah teaches us? You don't have a right to make decisions because it looks right to you. That's what she's telling her. That what? Kashalini Olin. I won't decide. In this case, oh, it's okay to do this. In this case, not. Those days are over. Isn't that amazing how she chooses these three things? So again, the two lessons of this Pasuk that push Nami over the edge and says what? You're in is that passion and that fire that, that Russ had. Again, either she said all three in the positive or because she went ahead and showed how all three of these are what? She's not going to fall down that, that pitfall again. You understand? So that's just... Right? But she's showing how she's not going to make those mistakes, which means, oh, you might be worried, but what? I, I, I commit to you that that's not going to happen. Okay? Now, we don't have... We'll, we'll get to this, Be'ez Hashem, but if you, Chazal explain that Nami's a lot that's not in the Psukim, he tells her not only can't you do Averis, but their culture... You can't go to the feeders. It's a medrash in Perik base, Pasuk base. You can't go to the feeders. And the like, she's telling her, if you're just looking to keep the letter of the law, many people will tell you, which Pasuk says I can't go to a movie theater? Now, I have to tell you, I don't know of such a Pasuk. But again, uh, is it right or wrong? Well, what are they showing? What's going on there? Who else is being there? So a lot of things. So the people that are keeping the letter of the law are breaching it all the time. So Nomi wants, I don't need people that are here just to keep, you know, check off the boxes. So Nomi gives her a list, and maybe we'll get to this later on if we to learn later on. Nomi gives her a list of all the things that are not halachas, but what? They're just not appropriate. And she clobbers to her and says, I will not go to those questionable places. I won't sleep in those questionable places. I'm not looking for a terim. If you're looking for a heter, Shuas might not be something you want to celebrate. By the way, Shuas is not celebrated in most of the world. As far as Jews go, it's not as exciting as Pesach is, right? Because Shuas is celebrating, thank you for the Torah. Not every Jew, Jews that are not keeping the Torah don't have that joy. So that's the question on Shuas. Take a moment to think. When you're making the meals on Shuas, what are you celebrating? 
Baruch Hashem, we got the Torah. If you're quenching, um, you know, if the Shabbos was once a month, it would be a little more convenient. Then guess what? You might not have what to celebrate on Shabbos. I, that's, are we like Rosh or not, is the question that we have to ask ourselves every Shabbos. All right? Well, uh,